1: good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now. It's Thursday, September 10th, 2020. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. He'll be your best dentist ever, your only dentist, 317-849-2933. Take control of your dental health, for the love of God. We're going to talk to Darius Leonard in a minute, but first, I want to talk about what happened 20 years ago today. Bob Knight was fired, and, and to me, it's not a story necessarily about a great coach being fired, maybe unjustly, maybe justly. Maybe it was time for Bob Knight to go. But it's a story about media and how media works and how media has evolved over the last 20 years. That's kind of what I want to, I want to talk about in terms of Bob Knight being ousted at Indiana. It was a Sunday. It was a football Sunday. The Colts going to play their second game of the season against the Raiders. And my phone rang. It was about 9.30 in the morning. I picked it up. It was Vince Welch, who at the time was the sports director at WIBC. I was the assistant uh, program director at WIBC. Vince called, said, Bob Knight's going to be fired. I said, you're kidding me. The the whole thing with Ken Harvey had happened the previous week. He was on zero tolerance. We knew all of that. But it, it just seemed unbelievable to me, unreal, that the coach who'd been there for 29 years had been fired. And I hadn't heard it anywhere else. I said, Vince, I'm not going to ask you your source, but you got this? This is, you know, this is fact. And he said, yep, got it cold. I said, okay, we'll call in the first day and and talk about it on WIBC. I'll call him, let you know you're calling, and and we'll get this moving. And that's the cool thing about radio, where it was, it was very immediate. It wasn't like television. Television, you got to get cameras, and it's very visual, and you got to get lighting and all of that with, With radio, it was just picking up the phone. So it was the most social media of of the media at that time. Now you've got Twitter, so you've got wudge bombs and things like that. Well, this was a Vince bomb. Vince called, said Bob Knight has been fired by Indiana University, and I watched ESPN, and I'm flipping to Channel 13. I'm flipping all over the place for places with local news, and I hear nothing. So I start to get nervous. And uh, then I watched Channel 13, and Don Hine, who at the time was uh, their primary anchor uh, for sports, he's doing weekends. At least he had been their primary anchor, and maybe he was just doing weekends at that point. Anyway, he's on. He says, uh, there are reports that Bob Knight has been fired by Indiana University. I can tell you that I have called my sources at Indiana. It is patently untrue. And all of a sudden, I got a little bit queasy in my stomach. And and while I trusted Vince implicitly, and I continue to trust Vince implicitly, I called him and I said, hey, Don Hine just went on THR 13 and said that your story is a load of crap. And he said, I don't care what Don Hine says. I know this to be fact. I've got this. I got a cold. Don't worry about it. I said, okay. So about an hour later, ESPN reports that Bob Knight's been fired. They don't cite their source. They don't don't talk about how they found out. They found out from us. And they claimed credit for breaking the stories. Breaking news. ESPN has learned. Blah, 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 blah. Well, ESPN learned from us. And that pissed me off. So I was nauseous. Then I got angry. And then I started to wonder what's next for Indiana University. And how is this story going to continue to unfold? And how do we cover it? Later that night, There were students who rallied out at Assembly Hall. Bob Knight came out, talked to him, told him to go home. Don't do anything crazy. Then uh, the players were very upset, threatened a mass walkout. Mike Davis was hired. Bob Knight does a a farewell address at Dunmeadow. Very, very tearful. And uh, the story for about the next week just continued to unfold and unfold and unfold. But it was that morning when Vince Welch broke that story. Man, I got to tell you, I was proud of WIBC, I was nervous, and then I was proud again, and then we got busy covering that story to its full extent. And, and on the 20th anniversary of Bob Knight's firing and, and that story being told, right, for the first time that Bob Knight was fired by Vince Welch at WIBC, um, you know, I, I started to think about how media has evolved. And how we learn things. And how it's very immediate. And it's so important to be first. And, and back in the day, back 20 years ago, it was really, really important to be right. Secondarily, very, very important to be first. Now, it seems like we've kind of flipped the switch, right? And, and the paradigm is be first, then make sure you're right in a lot of cases. And and we don't know whether you got a blue check or not. We don't know who to trust. We, we know... Through continued use, guys like Adrian Wojnarowski with Wojbombs, absolutely the go-to guy for the NFL for the, or for the NBA. For the NFL, there are a bunch of different guys. It's just fascinating to me how social media has completely changed journalism as we know it. I can sit here and talk into a camera. I can do it live or I can record it. I can do it however I want. I can convert the video to audio in an instant. And I'm right there on your smartphone or on your laptop or wherever you consume this. What I say is immediately consumed by you. There's no vetting process. If I'm an irresponsible journalist, I can say all kinds of things. In the end, you're probably not going to watch me. We've seen guys like that who burn bridges journalistically and crater the value you have in what they do. So being honest is absolutely... Uh, the top priority for me. Being first, you know what? Uh, I, I'd rather be right than, than to be first. And I'd rather present interesting stuff. That's uh, of of paramount importance to me. But it's got to be true. If it's not true, the market will declare you obsolete. So journalism students, while it's critical to be first and it's critical to learn how social media works, it is completely absolutely 100% necessary for you to be believable and for you to tell the truth at all times and and do the work necessary to find the truth. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. They got a game coming up this weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars and how much fun is it to talk to our next guest, the great Darius Leonard. And the thing, first of all, thank you for joining us. The thing I want to know Darius is this off season has been really, really weird. It's been odd. You haven't played any games yet. You haven't really gotten beaten up. Uh, how do you feel physically? And do you feel maybe a little bit better, a little bit better prepared physically for not playing those preseason games?
0: Yes, I, mean, I, feel, I feel amazing coming in. You know, preseason game, you know, you're just practicing, you know, you're taking care of your body. You got more time to, you know, really take care of your body. I mean, yes, the preseason game sucks because if you think about it, you know, we we as players, somewhat take a loss there because you get the day before the game off, you get a couple play drives, and then you get the next play. I mean, next day off. But this year, you only got one day off. So, uh, besides that, you know, it's been smooth. You know, we are just taking care of each other, uh, making sure that we're you know getting the massages, cold tub, hot tub. So, I mean, I'm feeling fresh. And I'm definitely looking forward to um, Sunday to go out and see see what this season holds for us.
1: What exactly have you learned from Phillip Rivers? He's been in the league forever. This is his 17th year. Throughout camp and throughout practice and film study and all that stuff, what have you learned from him?
0: It? It's more so just just being in coverage, you know, what what are guy's looking for. Um, you know, how, you know, with me playing where I play and he's scouting, you know, he played against me last year, seeing some things that, you know, I could have got better at. So just – picking his brain from, um, you know, just from like Russian standpoint of what he see, my alignment, stuff like that, and just, you know, trying to go from there. Can't tell you all my secrets.
1: Who's going to bring more energy Sunday? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be Rivers? I can't even believe that's a question. (laughs) You already know the
0: answer to that. (laughs) That that I disrespect for them, man. You know me. I'm going to come with all the juice. That's that's just me, man. You know, I'm I'm back down south. You know, it's first time, you know, going back into um, – going back to Jacksonville where we haven't won yet. Um, so, you know, we definitely got to brain it juice because, you know, we got to start with a 1-0. You know, that's one thing that we really talk about is being 1-0. And going to Jacksonville, every time I went to Jacksonville, I lost. So, it's definitely in the back of my mind. The defense, you know, we're, we talked about it 24-7 that we got to come in. We got to stop the run. We got to, you know, make sure we control all passes and, you know, get some takeaways. You know, you know I go. I go to 40-plus, and it starts it Sunday, so we got to go out and just put everything on display.
1: What did it mean to you as a football player and as a teammate to have your teammates elect you captain?
0: Uh, it means a lot. It definitely tops all, um, all the awards that I've ever had because, you know, other awards is outside people looking in, and now it means a lot that, you know, your peers, the people that you come to work in, Day in and day out, they they're seeing exactly what you're doing. They're looking up to you. They see you as a leader, so it means it means the most. Um, you know, I'm very honored to to be this team captain because we got a we got a team that I feel like in any anybody could have been a team captain of of this team because we got so much so many leaders and just to be voted this year as a, as a team captain definitely means a lot to me.
1: That's serious. Leonard, all pro linebacker, and you know what he is to me the embodiment of what Chris Ballard's trying to do as general manager with the Indianapolis Colts. And that's bring guys into a locker room who are team-focused, understand what their behavior is, affects the other 52 guys on the roster and the practice squad, and really informs the mood of everybody in the building. Darius Leonard is that guy. Darius Leonard shows up for work, brings enthusiasm juice every single day. And he's a pleasure to be around. He's a pleasure to talk to in the locker room. And, and just to me, a wonderful dude that not only bowls out on Sunday, but does the right thing Monday through Saturday, too. Let's talk for a minute about the Indiana Pacers, because the Pacers are looking for a coach. And a name was advanced yesterday by the aforementioned Adrian Wojnarowski. Talking, he was talking about Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, a hell of a basketball player. Won a championship in 2004, and we've talked about that this week. That championship is an anomaly among all the champions of the last 40 years. If you look back at all the champions of the last 40 years, minus the 2004 Detroit Pistons, you find an absolute star of stars. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Julius Erving, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, Kawhi Leonard, guy LeBron James, guys who are absolutely at the pinnacle among their peers in the NBA. The 2004 Detroit Pistons didn't do that. They're the one team that didn't really have an alpha male first ballot Hall of Fame type guy on their roster when they won that championship. So it's really interesting to me the candidacy of Chauncey Billups and what he would mean to a franchise that's really never had that guy. And so they've gone to the finals one time in, uh, in over 40 years, about 45 years. They've gone to the finals once, never won a title. Is this a guy who can get you over the hump? Is this a guy who can take five good players and kind of put them into a, into a fun little mix where they can play championship-level basketball? That makes Chauncey Billups a hell of a candidate for this job. He is a tremendous leader. If you talk to people in the NBA... And speaking of Bob Knight, when he played at Colorado, he ended one of Bob Knight's last seasons, right? 96, 97, whenever it was. He was really, really good. He was good enough by himself to beat Indiana's ass. Chauncey Billups is a really good leader. Everybody who's played with him or who has worked with him or who has coached him or who's been in a front office for a team that he played for, they talk about his unique leadership. It would be fascinating to see what happened with Chauncey Billups as the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. He, to me, is my leader in the clubhouse as far as, as who the candidate, who's going to get that job, who that's going to be. Becky Hammonds, we know they're going to talk to her. We know they're going to talk to uh, Craig from uh, the Miami Heat if they haven't already. I don't know how you do that because he's in the bubble. I'm sure they've had phone conversations FaceTime, Zooms, whatever. Going to be really it. Billy Donovan has become a candidate. Although, as I think we discussed yesterday, he's kind of uh, a slightly improved version, very slightly improved version of Nate McMillan. So we'll see. I think it's going to be fascinating. And I hope that Chauncey Billups is that guy. He's going to cost real money, though. You know, you can probably get an assistant come in at a lower dollar level, I think Chauncey Billups is the most compelling candidate among those that we've seen discussed as a potential head coach for the Indiana Pacers. Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then on Twitter and Periscope immediately thereafter. It's a show so nice we do it twice, all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.